Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, episode four, Touch the Tree. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from Wendell Berry. Until we understand what the land is, we are at odds with everything we touch. And to come to that understanding, it is necessary, even now, to leave the regions of our conquest, the cleared fields, the towns and cities, the highways, and re-enter the woods. For only there can a man encounter the silence and the darkness of his own absence. Only in this silence and darkness can he recover the sense of the world's longevity and its ability to thrive without him, of his inferiority to it and his dependence on it. Perhaps then, having heard that silence and seen that darkness, he will grow humble before the place and begin to take it in, to learn from it what it is. Well over a decade ago, I needed the woods more than ever. I had been traveling nonstop for work and while also trying to survive the most unhealthy relationship I have ever been in. When I finally mustered the courage to end the relationship, I was just utterly depleted on every level. I um, I read this quote on social media the other day that said, all the women in me are tired, and that is certainly where I was. At the time when I needed healing and rest the most, I received an invitation from family and friends to come to visit them in a place upstate New York called High Valley. I had a gig that weekend in Washington, D.C., but then the next two weeks were open. Having that much time off at once was incredibly rare, and so I seized the opportunity and I booked a train ticket from D.C. to New York City. My older brother was living in Queens at the time, and the plan was for me to spend a few days in the city with him, and then we would drive upstate together. The train ride in and of itself was the beginning of just winding down from the chaos, and the scenery up the eastern coast was just breathtaking. When I arrived, I slept for two days straight. Have you ever just been so tired but didn't realize how bad it was until you actually took the time to let yourself feel it? I had been running on coffee, fumes, and I'll be honest, diet pills for months, and it finally caught up with me. Um, My brother and his roommates took care of me in a way that can only be described as if like someone choreographed a dance about nurses. Um, I woke up to herbal teas and delicious home-cooked meals, and I had my own personal heating pad in the form of a hairless cat named Nima. Holy Spirit can meet us in the strangest of ways and even minister to us through the purrs of a hairless cat. It's true. When we made our way upstate, my brother filled me in on the history of what made High Valley so special. In the early 1950s, the land was um, the land and multiple properties on it functioned as a school for children with special needs. It was also one of the first institutions that offered actual education to those whose society had just pushed aside. It was also integrated, which was unheard of at the time. When the matron of the school passed away, her son Douglas and daughter-in-law Elizabeth transformed the land and the now closed school buildings into homes and a community center. 
the property was surrounded by these ancient forests and the residents gathered regularly to connect, celebrate life, family, and fellowship. Our visit was planned around one of those beautiful gatherings and I was graciously invited to sing. Elizabeth decided that everyone performing should wear white as a symbol of the grace we have so beautifully been given. I was just honored to be among such incredible artists, poets, and musicians. Being a guest of Elizabeth and Douglas is one of the greatest privileges and happiest memories I've ever had. Their home sat up on these stilts in the middle of the trees like something straight out of The Lord of the Rings. And when I looked out of my bedroom's floor-to-ceiling windows in the morning, it was like I had been sleeping in a treehouse. Deer and other curious animals would walk right up, like literally right up to you, um, like something out of a fairy tale. I mean, their home was just everything I needed for a time of rest and recovery to be. When we arrived, the gathering wasn't for several days. We spent that time catching up, gardening, writing, cooking delicious vegetarian meals, and tapping the maple trees for their delicious syrup and roaming their dozens of trails through the woods. One afternoon, I was out on a walk by myself. I had made it a point to set out on a different trail every time I left just to experience something different. I was feeling so close to Holy Spirit that morning as the whisperings of the trees echoed the goodness of the Creator all around me. Um, After walking about 30 minutes, I came upon this split in the trail. The path to my right dropped down this steep hill that was covered in vines and briars. The overgrown path led to a creek that I could see, and I could tell that the only way of crossing it was this overturned tree and these really large stones. Um, The path to my left had recently been cleared and was wide and open, and I just suddenly realized that I had stumbled right into that Robert Frost poem. You know the one. The one that ends with, I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. I stood for a while looking at both paths, and I eventually just sat down on the ground. I knew I wasn't alone. I could feel the presence of Jesus right there in the woods with me. And I just began to weep, to weep like I hadn't in a very long time. And then I yelled at him and I vented the pain of my broken heart. I mourned the loss of all that love and time and energy I'd given in that relationship that I could never get back. I asked the question why over and over as just untreated emotions boiled between beneath the surface, just begging to be set free. I showed him all the bruises on my body that still had never healed. He never answered me, but he also didn't leave me. He held space for the pain as those sacred woods just cradled my exhaustion. The mossy ground caught every tear until I had spent the last one. The sun was beginning to make its way over the mountains and I knew I should head back um, so I wasn't traveling in the dark. As I walked in the door, my brother looked at me and said, Sis, you look lighter. At the dinner table, Elizabeth said she noticed the trail I had taken on that morning and she asked if I had seen the mother tree. I had no idea what she was talking about. She explained to me that in the area over 200 years ago, people would mark their property lines by planting these oak trees. This particular oak was one of the first to be planted and one of the last to survive. She said, we call her the mother oak tree because all of the smaller oaks around her on the property are her babies. I told her I wasn't sure if I had seen that particular tree or not. And she assured me that if I had, I would definitely know. 
So we made a plan to walk that same trail the next morning together so she could show me this matriarch of a tree. We woke early and set off together into the woods. When we made it to that fork in the trail, she turned around and looked at me. I immediately heard the voice of Holy Spirit over my shoulder saying, don't miss this. Elizabeth stood there surrounded by these angel rays beaming through the foliage and said, do you want to see the tree or do you want to touch the tree? If you want to look at it, we can take this wider and cleared path, but you'll only be able to see it from a distance. If you want to touch the tree, we will take this trail down through the creek and up through some thick brush, but eventually we'll make it to the clearing where the tree is. I stood frozen, just knowing I would never forget this moment. Did I want to see the tree or did I want to touch it? Did I want to embrace the plan of divine for my life or did I want to just see it from a distance? Did I want to live my life as an onlooker with clean shoes and soft hands, or was I willing to do the work that could leave me muddy, bloodied, and scarred? Elizabeth asked again, do you want to see the tree or do you want to touch it? She's so prophetic, I know she picked up on what was happening, that her words weren't merely about a tree, but about my life. I looked at her through tear-filled eyes and said, I want to touch the tree. She took my hand and led the way. The trail was so difficult and my clumsy self uh, most definitely slipped in the creek. <laughs> By the time we made it to the clearing, I was wet and scratched and limping. Nothing though could have prepared me for what I saw. This over 200 year old tree was so wide that you could stand six people around it with their arms completely extended and only touching the fingers of the person next to them. Um, I've never been in the presence of royalty before, but that's what it felt like. Like just the wonder of Divine's creation literally took my breath away. I definitely cried some more. Uh, only this time, spirit hovered while Elizabeth and the mother tree physically held me. How many times do we beg the Lord to show us the path to our destiny only to complain that the road is too difficult? How often do we pray for our footsteps to be guided, but then double back because we can't exactly see where we're going? The beautiful thing is that the God who created the seed that birthed the tree is the God who writes our story. He knows the end from the beginning and is there to guide us over the mountains and through the valleys. We simply have to decide whether or not we are willing to trust the path less traveled and have faith that the hand of Holy Spirit will steady us along the way. Jesus tells us in Mark 7, 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal loss, and there are many who enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow and difficult to travel is the path that leads the way to everlasting life, and there are few who find it. If you are at a fork in the road, if you know that your next steps are weighty and you are seeking the strength to make necessary choices, why don't we take a moment and pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, you sent your Son Jesus to earth to show us the way the way to listen, the way to believe, the way to walk by faith. Meet me in my frailties and show me the way. Give me the courage to surrender the journey of my life into your hands. Help me to trust even when the way seems dark. 
Keep my faith anchored in you even when I cannot see the road ahead. I surrender any preconceived notions of what my life should be in exchange for the hope of true purpose. Unlock the wisdom of heaven over my life and help me to cling to it when the winds of uncertainty blow. I know that Jesus is walking this journey with me and I am so grateful for the promise that I am not alone. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with this quote from Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Would you tell me please which way I ought to go from here? That depends a good deal on where you want to get to, said the cat. I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. So long as I get somewhere, Alice added with an explanation. Oh, you're sure to do that, said the cat, if only you walk long enough. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash destiny makes music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.